why we need to invade Iraq. He says we gotta hit them, we gotta get them before they can get us back. I'm not even gonna bother to argue over that. Cause it's clearly just a bunch of BS to distract us from the facts. It's about oil. It's about greed. It's about rich white men getting richer. It's about fear and control of those barrels of black gold. Yeah, step up, folks, to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for. It's easy to pretend we're defending our native soil. Put it in headlines. I want to see it in big lies. Hello, it's about oil. Your tough Texas cowboy ways. Congressional approval is for weenies. You go to war whenever you please. And if the citizens raise some questions, just use the T word and log on. And then it's back to business as usual. Priming the pump. It's about oil. It's about greed. It's about this rich country getting richer. It's about fear and control of those barrels of black gold. Yeah, step up, folks, to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for. It's easy to pretend we're defending our native soul. Put it in the headlines. I want to see it in big lies. Hello, it's about oil. People we shrug inside too bad about your country, but I like to drive if I bear my head and close my eyes. Maybe the oil never will run out. Yeah, we're living in a weird sort of heaven. St. Peter is holding a gun. All the angels are dressed in business suits. The disciples are on the television. And our Lord says, do unto others as you need to do to come out on top. And after church, we all go to Walmart. The 11th commandment, thou shalt shop. It's about oil. It's about greed. It's about using way more than we need. It's about fear and control of those barrels of black gold. Yeah, step up, folks, to another war where we never really say what we're fighting for. It's easy to pretend we're defending our native soul. Put it in the headlines. I want to see it in big lies. Hello, it's about oil. Yeah, put it in the headlines. I want to see it in big lies. Hello, wake up. Greetings, Earth. It's about oil. <laughs> it's about oil. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. <laughs> I got it. Well, you've probably seen the slogan on my email. Living on, ex- living on Earth is expensive, 
but it does include a free trip around the sun every year. Yes. So that's a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. My new slogan, I think, will be "Solar Power includes a free trip around the sun." <laughs> Today is Car Free Day. Yay! <laughs> well, every day for you. Every day is Car Free Day. <laughs> and I actually received um, a copy of this book. How to Live Well Without Owning a Car, Save Money, Breathe Easier, and Get More Mileage Out of Your Life. Well, it doesn't say your life. It just says life. Huh. Um, this is actually, I, I have reviewed it. Them sending me a free book worked because I reviewed it, and now I'm telling everybody about this. Um, this was actually um, written by a six-time Emmy-winning journalist, Chris Ballas, who actually lives in St. Louis. And he includes interviews with people all over the U.S. Yeah. Um, the best part is, the according to AAA, which is what? Auto... I don't know what that stands for. Autoholics Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> the average American spends $8,410 per year, roughly $700 a month, to own a vehicle. Um, most people say, I don't spend that much, but how much do you know you spend? Yeah, you got to add together all the little things, like, you know, from the insurance to, like, oh, I got my tire changed and my oil changed. Well, people know how much their electric bill is approximately or their water bill or their phone bill, but I don't know very many people who know how much they spend on a vehicle. Yeah. And if you actually have a new vehicle that you're paying a payment – um, as soon as you bought it, it lost value. If you bought a brand new vehicle, within a year, it has lost 25% of its value. And that's yeah. factored in here. It's not a direct money-giving cost, but in the long term, you do have to pay for that. Yeah. So, um, there, his website is livecarfree.com. So, yeah, I've been living car-free in Carbondale. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you live in a city, even a city as small as Carbondale, yeah, um, there is no reason you should have a car. Yeah, the only times it comes up is you know like when I'm, uh, I've gone with friends a couple times, you know, to visit friends in Carterville or go to natural areas around here, and then I get a ride with someone. But right. when I'm just traveling around town, my bike or my feet are good enough. <laughs> well, actually, in this book, it shows that people who you don't have to own a car to go on trips. You can just rent one for the weekend. Yeah. Even if you rented one every weekend, it would only cost you like $2,000 compared to $8,000. Yeah. So it's you just have to start keeping track of how much you do spend. I spent last year in one month, August, over $2,000 in gas huh. myself. Yeah. So I do keep track very much. So, otherwise, today's the new moon. Yes, the new moon. The moon is new. And another thing is the Heartland Bioneers Conference is coming up next month. And you can now register online for Heartland Bioneers 3. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can register online at dub3.sicsf.org. <laughs> So, other happenings. Yes, other happenings. There's 
Uh, tonight there's the free film Friday. <laughs> That's uh, Friday at today at 7 p.m. <laughs> at the, <laughs> the Big Muddy IMC. And this one is uh, called McLibel. <laughs> um, McLibel is the story of two ordinary people who humiliated McDonald's in the biggest corporate PR disaster in history. Um, basically, basically, you know, people, these two people were um, bad-mouthing McDonald's, yeah. and McDonald's sued them for libel for bad-mouthing them, and they were like, it's freedom of expression, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, McDonald's was probably expecting, you know, they'll say, well, okay, we'll pay, you know, a thousand pound fine or, or whatever. But no, they they defended themselves in court. And I mean, the most interesting thing is is they brought up all the bad things about McDonald's. Yeah. In the and it was all reported in the press. Yeah. Because these guys are taking on McDonald's. People are like, oh wow, listen, this is what they said today. <laughs> they every aspect of the corporate business was cross-examined, from junk food to animal cruelty, environmental damage, and advertising to children. McDonald's tried every trick in the book, legal maneuvers, a visit from Ronald McDonald, who, that's, he's a scary man. He is the enforcer, Ronald. <laughs> yeah. I still remember the time I was walking through a Walmart, and Ronald McDonald was sitting there with his um, one leg on top of the other, you know, like, leg crossed, yeah. and someone ha and his hand was like on his knee, and someone had set a giant salami, like a two-foot-long salami, sitting in Ronald McDonald's p lap, yeah. and he was smiling that insane, like, I want to jump on you. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I wish I had had a camera then, because yeah. that would have been a picture that went around the world. He inspires all of our clown fears and all of our corporate fears, too. <laughs> So, McLibel is the David and Goliath story of two young people who refuse to say sorry. And <laughs> in, in doing so, they change the world. Yes. So, um, that'll, that's this evening. So, what's the location? That's 214 North Washington in Carbondale, the Big Muddy IMC. And another happening, Tree Song. <laughs> this, is, this is from a... Tree Song did not write this. This is from a press release from Rosetta Stone Bookstore. So, Tree Song, a local author and activist, will be reading and signing his new book, Earth Conscious Revolution, at Rosetta Stone Bookstore from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday. That is tomorrow. Oh, he's holding one up. Wow, that's a book. <laughs> yep, it's real. <laughs> um. Rosetta Stone Bookstore is located at 214 West Freeman Street in the Campus Shopping Center in Carbondale. The open house will feature a reading, book signing, and light refreshments, and is free and open to the public. Earth Conscious Revolution, released in September of 2006, is the second book in Earth's in Tree Song's Revolution series. It can be either read as a sequel to Revolution of One, which was the first one, or as an independent text on revolutionary empowerment. Tree Song speaks on its work. Should I read what you say? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the simple and practical information contained in Revolution of One was enough to awaken people of any experience level to the transformation power of their own consciousness. 
Earth Conscious Revolution takes this power to a whole new level by delving deeper into the underlying nature of today's world and the techniques that we can use to create a new life for ourselves and those around us. The suffering that surrounds us today is caused by deep confusion about the nature of our life here on Earth. Since before the dawn of history, this great misunderstanding has left the heart of humanity broken and aching. Caught in the throes of relentless grief, we are destroying ourselves, each other, and the flesh of our living home. But somewhere, deep down in our core, each of us knows that all beings are born to live the life of their dreams. Earth Conscious Revolution offers the aspiring revolutionary a new and improved set of tools to make this great potential a reality. For more information... You can contact Jessica Becker at Rosetta Stone Bookstore at 457-5410 or just show up at the bookstore at 214 West Freeman Street tomorrow from 12 to 1. Sounds like fun, and I actually remember saying that too. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, when you see quotes and papers and such, you wonder, oh, where'd that come from? But yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's see. So in other happenings, oh, we actually... There's one tonight that I wanted to mention, too. It's the In Focus TV show, which we've mentioned once or twice on the air here before. It's on WSIU-TV, and it's airing tonight at 9 p.m. This episode is going to include local community leaders who are recounting their experiences at SIU and in the Carbondale area during the Civil Rights era. So that sounds pretty exciting. Tonight at 9 p.m., I believe it's channel 8 for most people. (laughs) So, should be fun. Um, Here's something coming up, actually, on October 14th, but I thought I'd speak of it because um, I don't actually know if I can pronounce her name perfectly. Wangari Mathal. Um, Wangari Mathal was... uh, has won some serious awards for the Green Belt Movement. Um... It's it's essentially like the Bible Belt, <laughs> except except it's green. <laughs> much better. Um, Spreading the green gospel. <laughs> and she also spoke at Bioneers one year. I remember that. Um, if you want more information, it's just green belt. It's greenbeltmovement.org. Mm-hmm. Um, shows I'm talking from my brain here. Anyway, she will speak at Principia College on October 14th, um, which is in Els, Illinois. And she's a profound, powerful speaker. And if you get a chance to, um, her mother won the Nobel Peace Prize for starting the Green Belt Program. Yeah. I think that's correct. So now she's speaking on it as well. Exactly. Um, So go to greenbeltmovement.org, and you can find out more information about the speaking engagements all across, well, the world. The Green Belt Movement is in, um, I just forgot what country in Africa. Hmm. Anyway, I make stuff up sometimes, but... <laughs> yeah, but that I, I'm familiar with this story, too, and I can't remember the country, so... <laughs> <laughs> but it is a Green Belt Movement, so... Other happenings? Other happenings. There's, ah, the Institute for Neotropical Conservation is having a Rainforest Rescue Benefit Concert. This is for the a it's a benefit concert for the Pan American Conservation Association. 
and it's happening on Sunday night at the Hangar 9. And bands that are helping with the fundraising include Bourbon Nights, uh, Conniption Fits, which I haven't heard of, but I like the name, (laughs) (laughs) DJs Arcadio and Beasley, and the Himalayas. So that's Sunday at Hangar 9, and it's it's really there's it's mentioned in the nightlife as well if you'd like a very detailed article on it. very detailed but it's basically trying to raise money for the projects they have there to uh, aid in wildlife rescue they've got wildlife rescue going on and associated with that is habitat conservation issues so party for the animals in the world yes party for the animals and I the world love it and for the sake of partying, too. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Just party for the sake of the world. Yeah. That, that should be a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, like... Every day should be a party for the world. Yeah, so... You have any more happenings? Uh, let's see. Yeah, one quick one we can do. Uh, this one's called Eyes on the Prize. It's a local community outreach campaign that's focusing on the experiences of African Americans during the Civil Rights Era. It's got two parts coming up next week on Thursday, September 28th, and Saturday, September 30th, and it's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Irma Hayes Center, which is 441 East Willow Street in Carbondale. And if you would like to have your happenings posted or, um, I guess, talked about, yeah. <laughs> even better than posted, um, please email us. Um, the radio show email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. We do have our own website, so if you missed this or is want to hear us again, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, yourcommunityspirit.org. We do post most of our articles, uh, most of our shows. A couple weeks ago, well, I guess three weeks ago, we had uh, Rich Whitney, uh, Green Party gubernatorial candidate, on. And so if you'd like to listen to that interview... It is posted up on the website. It's almost. <laughs> it probably will be right after the radio show when I post this one. So It is on my computer, though, so it's halfway there. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the multinational corporations and to the profit for which they stand, one interlocking directorate under no government, indivisible, with monopoly and cheap labor for all. <laughs> all right, that was the, the stupid pledge. <laughs> Um, unless you have some more happenings, we will hit to the news. Um, What's the news? Well, if I get the right paper. Huh. Um, being as it's uh, car-free day, there there is been a lot of news about cars. Um, of course, I forgot to print them out, hmm. or I messed up on the printing of them out. Um, one of them I remember is uh, California is suing car makers over their lack of pollution control or their lack of miles per gallon. Hmm. Uh, the other one is the Supreme Court has struck down the roadless rule. Do you have it on there somewhere? Uh, let's see. Supreme Court and the roadless rule. Oh, yes. Somewhere. The, yes. The roadless rule is dead. Long live the roadless rule. The roadless, <laughs> the roadless rule is dead. But long live the roadless rule. That's what they used to do when a king would die. They'd say, you know, the old king is dead, long live the new king. Ah, <laughs> I didn't understand it, but okay. Yeah. So, yes, the roadless rule is dead, long live the roadless rule. The ju- a judge puts Clinton's roadless policy back into action. 
in a Three Stooges-esque poke to the eyeballs of the Bush administration. <laughs> nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Yeah, the first, I remember it was like within a month of becoming in office, they knocked down Clinton's roadless rule. Yeah. Which realistically Clinton didn't put into place until like the final throes of his administration. Yeah. It wasn't like he did it in the beginning. He did it right at the end. Yeah, right at the end when no one would get him in trouble for it. Right. I mean... So. And then as soon as Bush found the proper paperwork in his <laughs> desk to uh, repeal Burn. <laughs> so yes, in a Three Stooges-esque poke to the eyes of the Bush administration, U.S. District Judge Elizabeth Laporte yesterday reinstated a Clinton-era ban on road construction, logging, mining, and other development in roadless national forest areas. In May of 2005, the Bushies replaced Clinton's roadless rule, which applied to 58.5 million acres, or nearly a third of national forests, with a process that required governors to petition the feds if they wanted to protect national forests in their states. <laughs> After petition in order to protect them. Siding with 20 green groups and four states that had sued the U.S. Forest Service, Laporte ruled that the administration did not conduct necessary environmental studies before yanking the Clinton policy. Really? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Quote, this is a fantastic news for millions of Americans who have consistently told the Forest Service that they wanted these last wild areas of public land protected, said Kristen Boyles of Earth Justice. The timber industry denounced the ruling, not because they want to log, silly, but, <laughs> <laughs> but because they're worried that roadless areas are vulnerable to wildfire. The bushies may also appeal. Straight to the source, Associated Press, 20th of September, 2006. Ignorance is remiss. U.S. EPA not conducting environmental justice reviews. In a sharp break with the rest of the Bush administration's focus, no. Obsession with social and economic justice. The U.S. EPA has failed to conduct environmental justice reviews to make sure low-income and minority neighborhoods get equal eco-protection to other communities. The reviews have been required since 1994, but a survey by the EPA Inspector General's Office finds that 60% of EPA regional offices and program departments have never actually conducted a single review, <laughs> while 87% said they haven't been asked to do so. And since no reviews have been done, quote, the agency cannot determine whether its programs cause this proportionally high and adverse human health or environmental effects on minority and low-income populations, says the report. The report was released by the office of Senator John Kerry, Democrat of Massachusetts, who said, quote, this administration couldn't care less about minority and low-income neighborhoods. Straight to the source, Seattle Post Intelligencer, Associated Press, the 19th of September, 2006. Let's see, and in other news, biz bang. <laughs> Big business increasingly acting to fight climate change. <laughs> this should be interesting. More and more big companies are waking up and smelling the climate change, recognizing that it could have a notable impact on their bottom lines. Smells like hail and sulfur. <laughs> yes. So this is according to the fourth annual survey by the Carbon Disclosure Project. The CDP, backed by large institutional investors, got responses from 360 of the Financial Times' 500 major companies. 
87% said climate change represented, quote, commercial risks and or opportunities. <laughs> but only 48% had formal programs for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. A handful of firms are leading the way by offsetting their emissions in order to become carbon neutral, including HSBC, which is Europe's largest bank. Other companies are taking the smaller step of offsetting emissions from their employees' business travel. Quote, We think this is the start of an industry-wide philosophical shift, not a passing trend, said Susan Gurley, head of the Virginia-based Association of Corporate Travel Executives. Straight to the source, U.S. News, The Washington Post, 18th of September, 2006. Well, some businesses are going and becoming forward-thinking. ExxonMobil. Ah. I say good day to you, sir. British scientists tell Exxon to stop the poppycock and photorol. In a highly unusual move, Britain's top scientific body earlier this month sent a letter to ExxonMobil since leaked to the press calling on the oil giant to stop lying. Or, they didn't say lying, they said (laughs) misrepresenting the truth. The truth of the science of climate change and to stop funding other organizations that do so. Based on what he calls his ad hoc survey of Exxon's list of supported research organizations, Bob Ward of the Royal Society said that some of the, that some 39 of them were issuing misleading information about global warming, quote, by outright denial of the evidence that greenhouse gases are driving climate change or by overstating the amount and significance of uncertainty in knowledge or by conveying a misleading impression of the potential impacts of climate change, end quote. More than $2.9 million went to such organizations, said Ward. ExxonMobil has denied lying and rushed to point out that as of this year, it had ceased funding the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Creators of the now legendary CO2, we call it life, (laughs) ads, which never got any less funny. Straight to the source, The Guardian, the 20th of September, 2006. (laughs) And ExxonMobil, still to this day, has not paid for the Exxon Valdez accident. Yeah, (laughs) maybe someday. They have spent more money on their lawyers, stopping it from happening, and giving money to organizations that say, you know, burning oil does not create pollution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they had spent all that on actually paying the fines, then they might have had it paid by now. <laughs> so so y- you have a couple headlines to read? Yeah. I've got to I've gotta read this one. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or at least the beginning of it. <laughs> Wiggly Room. Spewing sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere could slow warming, says research. <laughs> On Earth, sulfur dioxide contributes to acid rain and harms human hearts and lungs. But if injected into the stratosphere, says new research in science, it could shade the sun's rays and keep global warming at bay. Hey, if volcanoes volcanoes can spew it, then why can't we? So somebody wrote an article saying that if we put sulfur dioxide way up in the atmosphere, we might be able to continue consuming, you know, increasing amounts of uh, oil. (laughs) It's... Yeah. (laughs) How about this one? Try me a river. Mississippi River may be redirected to build Louisiana wetlands. (laughs) It's like, 
How to Protect and Restore the Louisiana Coast? A group of researchers has a crazy idea that might just work. Shift the course of the Mississippi River. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure nothing could go wrong with that plan. Yep. It, um, it dumps 120 million tons of would-be hurricane buffer into the Gulf of Mexico each year, <laughs> basically because it's washing it away. The yeah, Mississippi's uh, washing it away, and so they're saying redirect it so it piles it all over here instead of washing it out to the ocean. Yeah. All the stuff that's washing down the river. Yeah, makes so. sense. Yeah. I'd have to see the see the plans. <laughs> and then um, Gore, I speak for the freeze. Hmm. Gore calls for carbon freeze in a major speak on climate solutions. He presents a bold strategy for fighting climate change. After more than a year spent raising alarm over the climate crisis in speeches, film, and print, Al Gore has last turned to the subject of solution. In what was billed as a major policy address Monday at the New York University, a new, somber, and serious, I could I say presidential, yes. <laughs> Al Gore advocated for an immediate freeze on carbon dioxide emissions, a revenue-neutral carbon tax, and a long list of other tactics, large and small. Huh. He is smart. Um, he does know how to th come up with good stuff. Yeah. It's just he's not, you know, he's like a professor. <laughs> he sounds like he's getting serious. I am the Gorex. I speak for the freeze. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up, didn't I you? I just did, yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, all everybody who was complaining about how hot it was... <laughs> You can now stop complaining. Yes. Now you'll start complaining about how cold it is, won't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. I like this nice cold. I like nice cold sunny days. <laughs> it just gets the blood going and I still get the sun because I'm powered by the sun, you know. Yes, solar powered. And that's it. Another half hour of your community spirit. <laughs> what was it? Solar powered. Includes a free trip around the sun. Yes, so have fun having your trip around the sun, <laughs> and keep on tripping. <laughs>